In today's episode, we're going to finish up the first set of three golden values to live by under the category of God, and it is peace. It is going to be good. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. My name is Joe Sellers, and I'm your host, and I am, I'm so excited about the series that we're in right now. Just as a quick review, uh, this is a series that kind of came about once again from one of my walks when I was uh, out in the neighborhood walking around and and I was thinking about about values. You know, just yesterday I heard yet another podcast about values and it seems like anytime that we want to better our life, that we want to structure our life, they want to improve our life, it seems like the topic always comes back around of values. And the reason is, is because if you live by values, if you take and identify the values that you live by and begin to filter decisions in your life, things that you're, the directions you're trying to go in your life, if you take those things and filter it through your values, then it helps you to, to be the most powerful thing in, in that you can be, and that is consistent. So, you know, you may not be the, the, the brightest, the biggest, the strongest, the most beautiful, the the most intelligent in the world but I tell you if you are consistent you can do anything and everything one of my mentors Darren Hardy he he I don't know how many times I've heard him say you know he could be any anybody anything if if he were given enough time because his superpower really is consistency and that's true anything that you do in life if you do it consistently you are going to be able to excel at it you're going to do well at it you know um my my kid watches this little kid show uh and my the, one of the favorite stories that my wife loves to watch with him is the the classic story of the tortoise and the hare. And so, how did the tortoise win the race through consistency? the The rabbit was obviously faster; he could outrun the the turtle any day. But because of the turtle's consistency and persist and persistency, then he was able to win. Well, that's where values come in. That's where values help you. So, just as a quick review, the the as I was walking that day, I started thinking about values and I thought, okay, wait a minute. I just realized that really, if you look at the fruit of the spirit, those are values to live by. So Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. And so I realized, wow, these nine really are you know, that's, those are values to live by. And then as I walked further, I realized, wait a minute, um, these really can be broken down into three different categories, God, others, and self. Because if you look at God, you have love, joy, peace that, that comes directly from God. And that has a lot to do with our relationship with God, that we can walk in those three. When you look at how we, we walk through life with others, peace, kindness, and gentleness, how we interact with others, how we treat others. And then when we look at the, the, the man or the woman in the mirror, when we look at ourselves, we realize that faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, those are three that really pertain to how we govern ourselves, what we do ourselves, with ourselves, to ourselves, 
walking through life governing ourselves, the, the power we have over ourselves. So I realized those, those broke down those three categories. So I got pretty excited about that. And so that's why we started this series. And uh, the, the diagram, the three, my three by three by three matrix will be in the show notes if you want to take a look at that, kind of a picture, picture is worth a thousand words. But so that's that's a quick overview, but, and I thought this was a good time to do it because we're finishing up the, the first set of three. So the last couple of weeks, we've covered love and joy, and today we are going to dive deeper into really one of my favorites because when you look at love and joy, those those two things are so powerful, and I feel like peace is is kind of like not to sound a little cli- cliche but that's kind of like the warm blanket that wraps up love and joy is peace and i've got a few stories to tell you about how i've seen this work out practically in my life that i'm i'm excited to share with you but but as we as we dig into it the the word that's that's used here the greek word is and forgive me for my butchering of the pronunciation but the way i look at it is arena and it's Basically, it's a word that means peace, but it can mean different things. A, a state of national tranquility, exemption from the rage and havoc of war. So that can be like on a national level, you can have peace. Uh, peace with individuals, peace between two people. Uh, harmony, concord, security, safety, prosperity. Um, these are all things that this word can can kind of talk about and kind of touch on. And one of the big things, of course, is the Messiah's peace and the way that he leads to peace or salvation. And so, so these are all words that, that when that word is used in peace, that's, that's what it's talking about. And so, of course, one of my favorite ways when I'm trying to figure out what a word means and dig deeper into word is obviously I love to look through other pieces of scripture. And, you know, if you look at the, like, so for example, the new King James version, this word, jumps out there like like 61 times throughout the 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 bible throughout the new testament and and i will say one of the things that is it's often used with that as you start reading through it and you start seeing where this word peace pops up in in the word you'll see that lots of times it's used in, in a greeting it's used when for example in paul or even peter when when he would write letters when he would write something he would say you know peace be with you the peace of god be with you and so if you think about it, peace is one of those things that that God gives us to to kind of set our heart to receive, and so that's that's one of the things, one of the contexts I want you to look at this word, look at this value is is you bring your heart to a place to receive. And if you think about it, you know I guess a lot of people call it centering, but if you bring your your mind and your heart and your spirit to peace, then it's so much easier to receive. You know what God has for you. It's easier to receive if you're about to do a course, if you're about to undertake a new task, whatever it may be. If you if you if you open yourself up to God and let Him fill you with peace, then it can prepare you to receive. It can prepare you to listen. It can prepare you to learn. For example, so just some some of the, some of the verses that that really jumped out at me. That I want to share with you. Obviously, I'm not going through all, all you know 61 of them. But John 16, 31 through 33 says, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone, and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Now, okay, that was a bomb just dropped. This is when Jesus is talking to his disciples shortly before his his arrest that was going to lead to his his trial and his in his um, crucifixion and then of course as we know the rest of the story his resurrection but they didn't know that at the time so imagine that bomb being dropped on you it says but then then he continues these things i've spoken to you 
that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I'll tell you what, guys, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible because, you know, Jesus, he pretty much tells his disciples, hey, look, guys, you're not going to be able to just, you know, sit, sit in a hammock on a beach somewhere uh, sipping a lemonade and uh, life's going to be full of uh, rainbows and unicorns. It, he didn't say that at all. He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're gonna, I mean, he called it tribulation. I mean, you hear the word tribulation. That's not like a, an inconvenience. That's like problems on a gargantuous scale, tribulations. And he said, you know, he told us, he, he kind of, you know, one of the promises of God is you're going to have problems in this world. But then he said, he didn't leave it there, obviously. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, what kind of peace can you have in that? I mean, that is phenomenal, okay? So so hold on to that one. That's that's like one of my favorite verses about peace because it's straight from, from Jesus' mouth. And he said that in him that we're going to be able to have peace. So when we press into God, we can find peace. And I mean, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, it even talks about how God is, he is the author of peace. Okay? So... If you think about life, if you think about, you know, values to live by, then peace is so strong because, you know, this is something that God, he is actually the author of. He is the one who, who writes the book, if you would, on peace. And so that's why, it, that's why I have this in the category of God. When you press into God, that is where you're going to find peace. And then Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. So there's there's a little pairing here that, that God does in, in this verse, Colossians 3.15. says, let the peace of God rule your hearts. And, and I believe so many times in my life, when I look at the value of peace, so many times in my life when I have I've needed to make a decision, when there's a difficult decision laying in front of me and I don't know which way to go, do I go left, right, stay still, forward, back, what do I do? Then one of the things that I have actually used as kind of the litmus test to see, you know, what should I do is I, I think, okay, what brings peace? What, what decision do I, do I find peace in? Do I have a, a peace in my heart about this? And then lots, and this isn't, you know, 100% of the time because obviously the, our minds can get in there and stir things up no matter what, or we can look at something, maybe it's easier. And then so we think, oh yeah, let's just do that. But really so many times in my life, I've just looked to, okay, what brings me peace? Is, do I, am I at rest in that? Do I have peace about that? If there's a decision that's like, man, I'm in such turmoil, you know, I want to say yes, but I just, I just don't think I can, then there's usually a reason for that. And so that's why I feel like that, that when we let the peace of God rule in our hearts, that's why this value can be so strong in, in guiding us through life and guiding us through tough decisions that peace of God, it can be so unbelievably powerful. And, you know, I don't know how many of you are Lord of the Rings fans, but I, I just, you know, I've heard this again with the, the new series that came out. It mentioned it again. But, you know, you think about Gandalf when he was trying to decide which path to take through the mines of Moria. He said, you know, this way because it smelled, smelled better. You know, it had, you know, follow your nose, so to speak. That's kind of what this was talking about. You know, Tolkien probably pulled pulled that from from this verse. Let the peace of God guide you. So if it's if it's sweeter, if it smells sweeter, I know that might be a corny illustration, but you know, bear with me here. But basically, 
peace can govern us. Peace can administrate. Peace can guide us through life. And so the, the last passage I want to share with you in, in this for today it comes from Philippians 4, 4 through 9. And guys, listen, this, this I'm, I, of all the verses, I think, all the passages I'm sharing with you about peace, I think this has been the one that has been nearest and dearest to my heart. The, the one that is, has, I've pulled so many times into, into my heart, the ones that I've really pressed into, especially at difficult times in my life. And that's Philippians four, four through nine. And, and, you know, if you, if you're in a place where you can just sit and close your eyes, that's awesome. If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. Okay. Side note, I was driving a friend one day, I, I picked them up to, I was actually taking them to, to seminary. And, and as we're driving down the road, we're talking about some things on our life. And, and my friend just said, well, well, let's pray about that. I was so exhausted as I'm driving down the road, down the interstate that I start, I literally started to bow my head and close my eyes. And, and she was like, Oh no, that's okay. You can keep your eyes open. <laughs> and so, so obviously if you're driving, don't close your eyes, please. Well, you know, safety disclaimer here. But if you're at a place where you can just close your eyes, I want to encourage you right now to, you know, hopefully you've got headphones on, so there's maybe not as many distractions. But if you would, if you're at a place where you can, just close your eyes and listen to these words in, from Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any Thing praiseworthy. Meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and, and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Now let that kind of soak in for a minute. And one of the things I totally left out from the earlier example, that pairing I talked about is is that that there's a there's a pairing between peace and thankfulness, which this episode's being recorded in, in November in the U.S. It's it's Thanksgiving month, the Thanksgiving month, uh, and so if you think about the attitude of gratitude, the thankfulness, thankfulness and peace really do go hand in hand. If you if you want to pull more peace into your heart, and then one of the great ways and practical ways to do that is by being thankful, by showing your thankfulness. And so that was the illustration I didn't, or that pairing I didn't finish off earlier but it's brought right back out again here in this passage is that when you are seeking peace one of the ways to get to that peace is by having a thankful heart by literally writing things down to say i'm thankful for or saying out loud i'm thankful for so that's one one thing about this passage that stands out to me but but if you think about it Let's face it, guys. In this world, there's so much turmoil. There's so much going on. There's so much uncertainty. There's so many things that can confuse us and discourage us and, and all that. And so peace can be something that is so hard to find. But this passage really says it. I'm going to read it one more time. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. So people are going to be seeing your gentleness and What's a place that gentleness can flow out of? Peace. 
be anxious for nothing. You know, being anxious, that's that's pretty much the, the opposite of peace. If if I'm not at peace, then I'm anxious. That is a, being anxious is diametrically opposed to peace. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. See, there's that thanksgiving part. Let your request be known to God. So if you need something, then then pray about it. If you're in a difficulty, pray about it. If you, you have a tough decision, if you're going through a very difficult patch in your life, then give it to God. Go to God with it. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, when we have the peace of God in us, it can guard our hearts and minds to keep from doing you know crazy decisions, uh, bad decisions, a, a, a more of a reactionary decision. So if we have that peace of God, then we can make a good decision in life. Once again, we're talking about values and how they, they filter our decisions and help us to make good decisions in life. So the value of peace, that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. It, it Basically, it means your your mind can even begin to comprehend just how much peace there is in God. One story that, that um, I'll share is I can remember one of the missions trips, one of the first times I went on a missions trip to Romania and Bulgaria. We were, were at the border crossing between Romania and Bulgaria. The train was already packed. A few hundred, maybe a few thousand more people got on the train at the border. And things were so crazy. And we kind of linked up with some some Canadians that were there. Uh, these two Canadians were also traveling, happened to be on the same train with us. And we were just I was just standing there smiling and talking to people all, and, and it was absolute chaos, pure chaos. And I remember them looking at us in shock and disbelief about how we could be so calm and peaceful. And and obviously the only way that you could be that calm and peaceful in absolute unbelievable chaos is by having the the peace of God in your heart by having the love of God in your heart, by having the peace that, that is the peace. That to me, when I hear the peace that surpasses understanding, that is one of the one of the big uh, examples of my life about when I was in such chaos, but yet I was at peace. And so, you know, the obviously one of the clear examples to me too is when Jesus was, was sleeping in the middle of a storm, his, his disciples were freaking out, thinking they're all going to die. This is it. This is the end. And yet Jesus was sleeping. I mean, now, how much peace is there there? I mean, he was at such peace that he was sleeping. And then the final thing, the thing I want to kind of wrap up this peace thing about this, the, the peace topic, is that that final part of the passage, it says, finally, brethren, where things are true, where things are noble, where things are just, where things are pure, where things are lovely, where things are good, of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So, to meditate on something just simply means to to think about it. So to give it focused time to think about, like I am focusing my attention on this. You know, lots of times in life, if you're feeling yourself get stressed or you're feeling yourself start to lose a little bit, sometimes you can just simply stop and breathe because the human body needs oxygen. And if you're panicking, you can be suffering also from a lack of oxygen. So if you just take time to, to sit down and to breathe in deep, hold it for a few seconds, then breathe out. You know, like you can do. There's about a thousand different ways to do it, but you, just for an example, breathe in for five seconds, hold it for three, breathe out for five. Any variation of that, but basically, you breathe in deep, nice and slow and long, hold it for a few seconds, and then let it out, nice and slow and long. Um, those that that by itself can can get you more focused. Just that that alone will get you to to meditate on just your breathing. Slow things down and breathe. 
So there was a whole list of things to meditate on, right? So today, and and forgive me if you've heard me say this and it sounds like a soapbox. I do not intend it to be a soapbox, but at the same time, it's so true. You know, social media today, this is something that, that we didn't have decades ago. And now this is something that I believe can cause so much stress. Because if you meditate on these things, there's so much on social media that is not true, that is not noble, that's not just, that's not pure, that's it's not lovely, and it's not of, of good report, and sometimes there's it's lacking all virtue, and it's not really something that's praiseworthy. But yet, social media is something that we can so easily meditate on. Think about it. You go to just, oh, let me just check check my messages, or let me just check and see if someone liked my last post. And you get on there, and the next thing you know, it's 10 minutes later, 30 minutes later, an hour later, three hours later. So social media can be something that, that can draw us in to where we really do meditate on those things. And think about how uh, there's so many friends I have, so many folks I've listened to that have taken a social media uh, fast or a social media a diet where they've just cut it out for a while. And I tell you, usually the report is not, oh my gosh, I miss it so much. My life is so much worse now that I don't dig into social media every day. Most of the time when these guys take a break from social media, it's usually, wow, I feel so much better. And, you know, guys, listen, I know social media is is a tool. I know that it, it can really help you connect. But at the same time, I feel like you need, that's something you need to filter. That's something you need to to watch how much time you spend with because there's so much stuff on there that can cause so much stress. And so if you want peace in your life, if you want peace to be one of the values that guides you in life, you really do need to take an inventory of what all you're putting in through your eyes, your ears, and in your mind, whatever's, whatever's coursing through your mind that can bring peace or that can definitely steal peace and take it away. So I encourage you today, as you, as you look at values to live by, this wraps up my, my top three, the, my favorite three really, love, joy, peace. And, you know, obviously the things about values is they're very personal. It's, it's, you know, my core values may not be your core values and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, I'm not saying, you know, you have to have my values. Otherwise you're, you're, you're awful person. But at the same time, I think it without denial, if three of your main values really are love, joy, and peace, then once again, when I, when you look at that diagram, it's, those are three that really do come from God that, I feel like I can't really do those effectively if I'm not connected to God, if, if God is not the one giving me those things. But think about how much better your life would be, how much better the world would be, if all of us really did focus on living by the values of love, joy, and peace. Love, joy, and peace. So, I've got a challenge for you. So, over these, these next few days, if you just took some time over the next few days to whenever you come to a crossroad of a decision, whenever you come to time to react to someone or interact with someone, ask yourself, am I doing this through the lens of love, joy, and peace? Am I loving this person? Am I loving myself? Am I loving those around me? Am I loving God through this action? Do I, am I holding on to the joy of the Lord and letting his joy be my strength? Am I finding joy in this? Is this something that brings joy? And then is this something that I am operating in an in a attitude of peace? Is this something that brings me peace? Is this something that I am giving peace to others? That I am walking in peace? And if you do that for the next few days, 
you know, I encourage you to journal. If you if you don't have a journal, if you have if you don't usually journal, I encourage you to start because I, I literally just saw a friend in in the, at the store yesterday, and she talked about how she had all these decisions and all these things that she wants to do spinning around her head. And I encouraged her to go home and get a piece of paper. Uh, and the reason I encourage paper is paper. I've not had a single piece of paper pop up a notification that distracted me. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm an avid user of tablets and I love writing on my tablet and all that stuff. But at the same time, sometimes it's hard to beat paper because it's less distracting. But write down things that, that in, in her, I encourage her to write down things in her mind. Because when they're just swirling around, there's a lack of peace. But when she took time to write them down, then she could focus on them. Then it, it made it more real, more tangible. So I encourage you, do this. Apply this exercise. Do love, joy, and peace for the next few days and, and use those as values to guide you just as a test. doesn't have to mean that these have to become your top three values for the rest of your life, but just try it out and see how that affects your life. Write down how you're feeling right now. Write down, okay, I'm starting today uh, after listening to this podcast and I'm going to I'm going to start applying love, joy, and peace to my life and, and using those as three values to filter my decisions in my life. Here's how, how I feel today. And then two, three, four, five days from now, a week from now, go ahead and look and say, okay, now how am I doing? And write it down because it's, it's great because when you write it down, you can go back to it later and reference it. Something about writing down, it gets out of just your mind and puts it on paper. It makes it more real, makes it something you can grab hold of. Okay, so I hope this has encouraged you. If this is something that you think might encourage a, a friend, maybe you have a friend that's going through a difficult time and could really use some peace in their life and, and an understanding of peace, I encourage you to go ahead and share this episode with them. And once again, uh, when I record these episodes, I do usually what I'll do is I'll do maybe a couple of restarts, but I do very little editing because I just want it to be natural. I want it to be like you and I are sitting at the coffee shop and, and sitting over a cup of, of uh, coffee or, or hot cocoa, whatever you're warm beverage of choice is and we're just chatting we're just talking so that's kind of the atmosphere that i want to kind of set up here and so that's why i don't do a lot of editing um done is the new perfect anyway so um, this episode is about finished and so you know it's not perfect but it's about to be finished and i thank you so much for listening once again if you're not subscribed to the podcast please go ahead and subscribe if you have a chance to drop me a comment or a like uh, or a review, I encourage you to do that. Once again, it's not to you know pat myself on the back, but the whole algorithm of things, I know you're probably tired of hearing that word, but the algorithm of things, basically, if you leave reviews and it gives positive reviews, it's just going to make it more visible when people start searching for podcasts and searching for things to find encouragement and things like that. So I encourage you to do that if you can. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys have an exceptional, amazing, wonderful day. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I'll waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening, and remember, yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.